Hi, hello, welcome to the first episode of Metal Jammin', which is the uh, which is the uh, subgenre of Van Jammin'. In our uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's just me and Alec, no Braden here. Um, Braden is not as big of a metalhead. It's me and Alec are. Um, so we're doing this, and um, today we are going to be talking about for the very first episode the 20th anniversary of Iowa, um, the yes. Slipknot album. That was released August uh, 20th, 28th, 28th. August 28th, 2001. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. First uh, first episode, a little little side project we're doing on the on the yeah. band jamming. We're hoping to keep we're hoping to keep universe. band jamming going. Yeah. Still. Band jamming is still, band still alive. Still, still hopefully alive. But um, the metal jam must go on. The metal jamming is <laughs> happening. We had been talking about yeah. this for a bit, like of doing something like this since the beginning of Van Jamming. We were like, we should do some sort of metal podcast because the world of metal is just so freaking interesting. I think, mm. and I, I think it's like for those people who maybe are not metalheads, it's like you're you're gonna see a really fucking weird world. Um, for sure. A lot of sweaty dudes. A lot of them bald, but also a lot of really long hair that's not been kept up. And jean jackets with patches. Oh, so many jean jackets. Yeah. What an uh, album this started off with. Probably, yeah. It definitely, I think my, honest, and I'm not just saying this to start it or whatever, to hype it up, but I think I think I was my favorite heavy metal album of all time. The top um, five album for me, I think. I would say it's definitely a top 10 for me. I don't know if it's top five, but it's for sure top 10. Um, top ten, it might be top 10 for me too. I guess top five is a little, little tight. I know we go through like within the actual Slipknot discography, we go through me and you like which one's our favorite mm. um, just based on kind of what we're listening to the most at the time. Yeah. But like, Again, I've been listening to this one again, and now I'm like, "Fuck, this is a like every song on here." Has you're its, always volume like three usually, up. right? Yeah, usually that is my favorite. But now I'm like, I don't know. I th- I like both of these for different reasons. I think these like two albums are the golden age of Slipknot. Like these are the two best Slipknot albums, and mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think it was because of a lot of things, but um, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I'll just dive, I'll dive right into a little bit of like some history about the relevancy of the show and, and the, or the, not the show, the album. Um, so a big, a big thing, obviously it's the 20th anniversary. Um, just came out the anniversary it was august 28th like you said and uh part of what i think is so crazy and so important to the history of this album is the fact that it came out a few weeks right before 9 11 um yeah. which affected the um you know the progress of the album on the charts a lot of people didn't want to listen to like dark music at the time and they didn't really want to escape that way. So it, it didn't really kind of got forgotten after that event. Um, and obviously, you know, we just, it was just the 20th anniversary of 9-11 as well. And um, condolences to everyone who, 
you know, was affected yes. by that. I mean, obviously a huge event and something we're still kind of grappling with. I think it's, I think it's crazy the 20th anniversary and everything that's been going on, obviously in Afghanistan, but mm-hmm. you know, not to get too deep into all that. But anyway, um, the album was, the album was, I want to say the joke that I said, I'm going to say it. Say it gives it. the, it really nine 11 coming out, like coming out. <laughs> um, nine 11 happening like so soon after this album was released, it really gave new meaning to the title track. Or not yeah. the title track, the uh, first song on the album. Yeah. When Corey just screams death. <laughs> Actually, that was Sid, not, not Corey. Really? It's Sid because his oh. grandfather passed away, so he just went and let loose. Damn. There's yeah. a lot of screaming on this album. Some like oh, yeah. insane, just guttural screams. And yeah, I, I, let's just get, can we get into something about specifically the title track? Sure. I, well, I just want to say just real fast first, because okay. you, on the back of that, I think something that is really um, kind of crazy is the, the like, darkness of it. I was listening to it again today, and it's like the darkness of this album, and then you think of it in the context of, like, obviously it didn't come out with the knowledge of what was going to happen on September 11th happening, but it, it, like, in a weird way, it, like, it's almost like this, like... I don't know. It just captures like the the despair that would happen. It reminded it reminded me a lot of like last year when Underneath by Code Orange came out, and it was like right when fucking COVID started, and the the kind of the irony of like that timing, and it just felt like the like perfect album for like that time, even though it wasn't made for that, you know? Yeah. But um, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you want do you want me to continue with the history? You want to just jump right into it? We can just hit it as we go. Oh, I mean, I was just gonna, I was gonna say, um, just talking about the screams on the album because there are like some, and it's about the history really, but like, it's just a lot of in the making of the album. Obviously, the famous story that probably a lot of metalheads know, but um, is that like Corey Taylor, Ross Robinson was like. At least according to Corey Taylor, Ross Robinson says, like, told Corey uh, when he was recording the title track of the album, he was like, I want you to go to a place that you've never gone before. And Corey took that as, okay, I'm going to go in there butt naked and, like, break a glass and then start cutting myself with it. And those are the screams, the screams that he uh, did from him cutting himself was the ones used on the title track and I was listening to it in the car ride home today and I like I literally like my skin crawled because I was just picturing that and it it's really such like a such a brutal album yeah disclaimer to anyone who's not listened to this album before like it is it's you know it's maybe not as intense as like a, a crazy death metal album or like something you know there's heavier albums Sure, but like yeah. content matter and for how mainstream this fucking thing was and for just like what was going on, everything else, like it's a dark album. So if you've never listened to it, brace yourself. Um yeah. it is intense. And it's it's like the album is a representation of what the members were going through at the time mm-hmm. too. So it's like it's just yeah, it's very dark and it is 
it's not yeah it might be tough to get through for a lot of people and i would say even for me sometimes it's hard to get through the album just because of how dark it is and how non-stop like it doesn't it doesn't really slow down even when it does slow down it's still like it's still just like creepy and eerie yeah yeah we don't hear the sounds of boston oh no <laughs> um uh, um yeah i mean to that to that point dave um you know the um the uh, during the making of this album obviously you know ross robinson the producer uh excellent producer who was also on the first album he was um you know he was he broke his back in an atv mm-hmm. accident so that really lent itself to it um as we mentioned like sid the the turntablist dj in the band um his grandfather died during recording a lot of the members of the band, you know everyone had just come off of touring for the first album and they went right in the studio so everyone was kind of caught up with drugs and um, alcohol at the time Corey taylor was really deep in the throes of addiction yeah um and, and funny uh, as well with the screams um you know Corey talks a lot about his screams at that time and he was really just he wasn't really doing a proper metal scream from your diaphragm. He was kind of like just fucking letting it out. So. Oh yeah, you can hear it too. It sounds like he's yeah. like you. It just sounds like he's about to like start bleeding from his. And yeah. Like he's just about to start coughing up blood, because yeah. like it's just so, so brutal. Yeah. And it's yeah, kind of like uh... it's just crazy how much they gave to the album, like <clears throat> how much energy and like emotional emotion that they gave into the album and like i know i've seen an interview maybe i think it was the uh google play documentary where clown was like (laughs) never fucking again like i'm never like we're never people are like make another iowa and he's like no fucking way we're making another iowa (laughs) there's no chance yeah because he's like it was just so like it took so much out of us emotionally and physically yeah and they were never the same. I mean, volume three, a lot of them got sober and, you know, they started to get families yeah. up a little bit. So, um, you know, things change, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think also, I think one, one more just little, not even a historical thing, but, um, obviously kind of weird timing too, with, uh, Joey Jordison, the fucking, you know, amazing drummer who started oh, yeah. the band just passed away. What a month, like a month ago, two months ago. Rough. Yeah. So, um, weird timing for sure with all this, the anniversary and, um, the band, I don't think would have been an, an inch of what they are without him. Yeah. So. No, I mean, dude, like he, I didn't realize this, um, as much, but like, it was really him and Paul Gray, like, especially in the early days of the band, like they were the two yeah. main songwriters yeah. in the band. So like that really also gave me new perspective for their later albums, but like, yeah, it shows in this one. Cause like they're, you know, the bass that like the bass is leading or he's it's oh, not yeah. leading, but it's featured a lot. It's, it's not like a lot of metal albums where the bass is like kind of hidden. Like the mm. bass is very clear and it's got a distinct tone and it, it just adds to the whole energy of everything. And the drums are just fucking, it's Joey Jordanson being crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, this album, I think more so than even a lot of the other Slipknot albums. Um, I'm happy you, you picked up on that too, this listen, because that's one of my favorite things on some of the like tracks on this thing that are a little slower, a little bit like less appreciated, I feel like, by in like the, you know, is, is there's a lot of that. Gently obviously has a lot of Paul on there where you can hear him with the bass. Obviously the title track has a lot of, both Paul and um, Joey and even like clowns drumming is kind of like, yeah. you know, brought to the forefront more than, more than on some of the other albums. So um, it is really cool that they, they mix all that in there. Yeah. And uh, just to speak, well, actually let's, do you want to, uh, do you have the track list pulled up? Yeah, or sure. Do you have it? I would just I say like, let's like list off the track list and, um, I don't know if you want to go through that or you s right now. Um, sure. We can just kind of go through it the same way we normally would, I guess. Um, so the, the track list, um, of the album goes five, one, five, which is the intro. Like I said, that, um, it's basically just, uh, Sid, the DJ just screaming death over this kind of crazy beat. So it starts with 515, and then it goes into People Equal Shit. Um, and those two songs are also the same way that the band has started their live concerts for the last 20 years as well, since the album came out. Um, then there's Disaster Piece, My Plague, Everything Ends, The Heretic Anthem, Gently, Left Behind, The Shape, I Am Hated, Skin Ticket, New Abortion, Metabolic, and the title track, Iowa. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention there, um, two of those songs uh, were nominated for a Grammy. I don't know which Grammy, um, but I know it was Left Behind and My Plague were the two. Um, and also two of those songs were also featured in um two different movies uh one of them was resident evil which is probably the more famous one and then the other was um we were both trying to think of the name of this i think it's roller it's like roller roller ball roller i think it's roller ball or i think it is which, some B movie yeah um but the I, it was like this was I feel like this was the era or it was the start of the era where like they where they would just throw on like really like Ben Affleck's Daredevil where they have yeah. like Seether and fucking Evan like really angsty really angsty like rock or metal songs yes. and then like <laughs> and then, yeah what well, is uh, the age it's the age of it new metal the early 2000s man it was yeah. the early 2000s what a yeah. time um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of funny. And then they just stopped doing that for, I think, for the better. It was kind of weird sometimes yeah. when those were tacked on at the end. Yeah, and I'm happy, you know, Slipknot really is, was, uh, Slipknot's kind of like the, like, the black sheep, I think, of the new metal. You know, they're put in the new metal genre. But like they were, they were obviously the outlier because they have like death metal and thrash metal and like heavier, you know, stuff than like Linkin Park. Yeah. Um, I'm happy. I, I like 
I like that Slipknot moved and they've changed and they became more melodic and their 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 stuff changed. I really love the first two albums because of the new metal. Like I like the hip hop influence on those first two, especially on the first one. Um, I really like Victory yeah. Well, Raps it definitely and, like got less hip hop yeah. influence as it went along, and yeah. um, yeah. I mean, on this album, I feel like the only one that was like closest to that first album like hip-hop influence i mean i'm sure you can probably list others but for me it was like really just i am hated yeah, is like the one that like really it it could have been on maybe it could have been on the first album yeah but. i would agree the only thing on this one that even is remotely got any hip-hop is doing you know the turntables obviously and then like Corey's still rapping technically, like his verses are still raps, but like they're, you know, he's screaming obviously. So it's, yeah, it loses a lot of that hip hop touch in the yeah. first album. But yeah. yeah. Um, let's, what, you want to just jump right in song by song or you want to, I'm sure we do this. Um, Bear with us here on the yeah, Metal this Jam. Is the first, this is the first episode. We're working out some of the kinks. Yeah. Uh, we wanted this uh, show to be more focused on. We wanted to do the song. Well, maybe not the song by song, but like we wanted to do a re- sort of a review of the album, but also really dive into like the history and the sort of lore surrounding each album. Because yes. I think metal has a, possibly more than any other genre outside of maybe like hip hop. Mm-hmm. It like has so much that goes into each album. And yeah. like, there's always so so many crazy stories and stuff. Um, but anyways, I think we could do <laughs> song by song. Sure. If you want. Yeah. Um, to, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say on the intro. I actually, I've always loved the intro, even though it's very like this. I feel like there's a lot of songs on here that I'm gonna say I like, and then I'm gonna have to like apologize for it because mm-hmm. like it's like you know why would how could you like that? But. The first song is so dark and it really does just like, it sets the tone for the whole album. And um, yeah. the sonics of it are just like, they're just visceral. They just really suck you in. You're like, wow, okay, I know what I'm in for now. Yeah, it definitely sets the mood. I would say it does a great job of that. And I think it's a perfect way to open their live shows. Um, yeah. And I would say the Slipknot intro song is like really a almost... I don't know. It's so they do such a good job with those. They yes. like hype you up and set you for the mood of the album. They mm. really like it's. I don't know. I think and I think this is a a great example of that. I think five one five is a good example of it. We've always talked about that. How I think the the first and last song of each album is always. I know you and I have had this conversation about the, each album. It's always very unique. Um, yeah, and some we like more than others, but. I would agree. I think this is one of the best for sure. Yeah. Um, so then people equals shit. I have a funny story. Well, I think it's your story really about, mm-hmm. cause I, I got into metal when I was like, and it was Slipknot was the first band I really, well, I guess maybe breaking Benjamin, if you consider them metal, but mm-hmm. Slipknot was the first like real metal band I got into. And it was like, fourth or fifth grade i think when i like found them and uh i think you have a story about me showing you people equal shit in like fifth grade fourth grade 
I, so my quick, I guess like a brief little like how we got into metal. We should have done that actually to start. Yeah. But um, I basically never liked metal. Uh, David was always my one metal friend. And I I was, was the only metal kid in, in, the, in the whole school. In the whole school. I was the only metal head. There was no That's true. Yeah, it was you. You were the you were the black sheep of yeah. the of yeah the music taste. But in the long run, the best music taste. Um, Hell yeah! But uh, I didn't get it. I never understood metal for years. I never got why you liked it, which is weird because the whole time I should have realized that I was geared for it because I loved you know Pearl Jam. I loved grunge. I loved. Um, you know, like Lincoln Park down the line. I think when I first realized, oh, I might kind of step over was when I first got into like Nine Inch Nails and it was like a little bit more, you know. Um, but yeah, and like I remember in fifth grade, like you coming in and like this album and I think like at that point, volume three was out. And I remember like Slipknot, like kind of in the way you'd hear about like Eminem or something, like you just mm-hmm. heard about it, but I didn't know it. And I just remember you telling me about like people equal shit being a song. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what are you I was listening like, yeah, to? Yeah, man, it's so cool. It's They're so <laughs> angsty. It's so dope. They're just so angry all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go to the teacher's desk, but I'll see you right after class. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dude, that, uh, yeah, I think, I think it was either volume three had been out for a bit. And they were about to release All Hope Is Gone or All Hope Is Gone had just come out mm-hmm. in like when we were in fifth grade. I don't remember, yeah. but um, I just remember sense. my older brother was the one who showed me Slipknot. And it's yeah. kind of funny because I come from like a super Christian household, which also they were kind of asking for that. Like, you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> um, but. Yeah, it's a great song. Let's talk about the song. <laughs> yeah, people equal shit. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's a song to throw you even more into the album after that intro, I think that's that is the song. I mean, that the, the way it starts mm-hmm. in the very beginning is just in your just so fast. Yeah, and Joey Jordison again, right there, like that drumming is fucking yeah. insane in the beginning. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think this is one of the songs where Sid is f- also featured heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's obviously like that in the build up to the chorus and in the chorus, like he's pretty heavily featured in this mm-hmm. song. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great song. One of my favorites on the album. Yeah, definitely one of the best. I mean, and it's a staple of the, not only the band, but of their live um mm-hmm. of their live shows and it you know obviously the name i think is so like a brace over whatever but like the more you listen to it the more it's just like or or i should say it's like the squidward memes like the older you get the more you get it like <laughs> it's like you yeah, know you're just kind of like man fuck people <laughs> yeah yeah and uh I, was, I think it's a good representation of the band as like yeah and their mentality and it's not it's even just like a bands. people equal shit. It's like fuck everybody who says like that like we're not good enough or we sound like dog shit. Like fuck you. Yeah. you or why do we have shit. nine members? Yeah. Yeah. I it's it's um it's definitely I think those two songs pair with each other so well because 
obviously 515 is like it gets you into it with sonics and there's nothing fast and there's nothing really crazy showy but then like deep legal shit comes in it's just this fucking assault on your ears um and it's just so fast it's so fast Mm -hmm. and it you know the band carries that for the next however many songs on the album um yeah i I mean five until it like slows down again i think the next time it kind of slows down is like gently yeah i think so which but that's not like for another five songs or so yeah maybe yeah um all right so up next is a disaster piece disaster piece my favorite song on the album and i think my favorite slipknot song really hot take yeah and that's Corey taylor's favorite too and that is not the reason why i just i think um disaster piece Disaster piece is just, I don't know. There's just something about it from like the, the speed of it, the sound of it, 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 the, it's got him rapping on it a little bit more like than some of the other heavier songs on the album. Like it's got a little bit more of a a hip hop cadence. And I really just like the breakdown and the clean, the clean vocals towards the end of the track. Um, It starts off brutal too with his like lyrics. It's, yeah. The first line of the album, first line of the of the song is so. Yeah, we'll let we'll let the viewers look that. Yeah, up, you can go but... look into that if you're curious. Um, yeah, it is brutal. That's, it is. It's yeah. very disturbing. You know, and, and as a disclaimer too, because I think I think I was thinking about this today about like could this album come out today? You know what I mean? And I think the thing is like it could because I think metal's so niche that like the only people who pay attention are the people who listen to metal and they get yeah. it. Well, I'm but, sure um, there was a ton of controversy around this album. Oh, I think yeah, I think so. I as think well. they're definitely. I mean, there was controversy around Slipknot in general, yeah. so I I would not be surprised if there were songs on this album that people were like. <laughs> yeah, I think like it's, it's just important. I think it's important to remember for like people who may, um, you know, want to try this out or try out stuff out after this, or may look at some of what we're talking about and be like, "This is like disturbing and dark and everything else." You got to remember, like Slipknot was going at this the same way that like, um, you know, Prince or something or Kiss was like putting on stage performance. You know, like they're 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 playing into the theatrics of it. And obviously, you know, there's some lyrics and some content on this thing that are super dark. I mean, the the final song in the album is about fucking a corpse. So like, you know, there's some there's some really heinous shit on this album, but like they're they're also super inspired by like horror movies you know and it's like all of it's not meant to be taken like literally and it's and that's the thing i think a lot of people don't understand with metal is it's 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 really just a cathartic release of emotion and it's done so in an extreme way it's not about the actual like literal interpretation of it yeah usually i mean there are people who do take it to that but like it for the for most i would say for 90 percent of metal listeners and and metal uh bands it's really not about the literal meaning of of their lyrics it's about the like the emotion that they're putting into it and um i mean i feel like it's been like that since uh you know since black sabbath and that's just kind of what it's 
But I think unless you're unless you're like Burzum or and like in the like Norwegian black metal scene in the eighties. Like, yeah, was, dude. Norway, like, man, they're like <laughs> burning like that's churches. Thing. And like cool. how much how much metal like even the shirt I'm wearing now, like I think they're like, you know, tons of metal shirts and stuff have like skulls and pentagrams and shit, but like uh, you know, it's all for show. And that's and same thing with this album. Like it, you know. Yeah. Just an extension of that. Uh, what did, um, I, I just said a lot about disaster piece, but what about you? What is what do you have to say? Oh, um, I mean, I agree with what you said. I think it's definitely not my favorite on the album. It's another mm-hmm. good song. Um, mm-hmm. I originally, I think this song has grown on me the more I've listened to it because the first time I listened to it, um. I was like, wow, that's a lot. I don't know how much I uh, enjoy that. But um, mm-hmm. the more I've more I've been listening to it and the more like I've kind of grown up, I think uh, I, I do enjoy it more with each listen. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a unique one for sure. I like the um, I just like the difference between, you know, it's very death metal kind of and mm-hmm. brash in the beginning and then like it goes rock the end and i really appreciate the breakdown and the clean vocals oh yeah yeah um all right so on to um the next song which was featured in resident evil uh my plague which was one of my has always been one of my favorites from this album and like when i first heard this was one of the first songs i heard by slipknot so i think it it, it's like also that it's like very nostalgic for me but um yeah, I, th- I think this is a great song. I think it's one of the more melodic ones, but it still has its brutal moments. Um, and while it's not there, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy the chorus. Um, they, that, you know, that's the thing that's so, in- there's so many things with this album where I think you wouldn't expect them. Um, and they're there, like, like to your point, like there's a lot of great choruses. And uh, this song definitely has a very catchy melodic. Yeah. Melodic. Oh, it's definitely one of the more popular, like mainstream, if you want to say yeah. mainstream. Like it was one of the more mainstream songs. And that's the other thing, too, for listeners. Like uh, this album went number three on Billboard, and it's been multi platinum yeah. around the world. Like this is a, this was like a huge, like monumental album mm-hmm. when it came out. It wasn't just like some weird. Yeah, it wasn't like some underground thing. Like this was I mean, they got nominated yeah, for the Grammys and and they were playing they were like headlining festivals and um it was Yeah, and like it was they would start like I know a lot of people who liked metal or liked Slipknot when they were younger and like mm-hmm. they're like hip hop heads or like they you know yeah. like they enjoy, they, like, I don't know, some, you know. They like other, they, I know exactly They like other mean. genres. They're not, like, metal is not their main genre, but they like Slipknot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It is, they are one of those bands that bring in, and I think it's because they combine so many elements from different sub-genres. But, yeah. And I think, I think My Plague is really a great, um, a great representation of that. They have yeah. a, a few different genres that they're kind of toting with. One of them is just kind of like 
mainstream rock at the time. There's elements of that in the song. Yeah. Um, I really like my plague. I, I it's not my favorite of all the of all the big singles, but it, it's it's kind of like for me what you've had with Staff's piece. It's a song that's grown on me. So, right. Yeah. Um. So next is everything ends. Um, everything ends. I think this one for me is kind of. I think I've just over. I don't know if I've just overplayed it or what, but I would say. It's it's honestly one of the like out of the singles and like more popular songs, it's probably mm. one of the ones that that I'm like kind of a little less mm. uh in love with, although I still really I say less in love with it cuz I still love the song, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it just kind of I think it gets a little samey after a bit, drags on a little too long. Um but I'd say it's still a great song. I would agree with um, it is a little repetitive. It's I, I think I actually like it more than my plague, but um, it's definitely a song I really do appreciate on the album, and it definitely is again playing into um, big themes of this just kind of antisocial, like mm-hmm. leaving the fuck alone. Um, vibe which is what the whole album is it's all like leave me alone and um yeah but slightly slightly um i think it's a slightly slower track than some of the ones before it like it it i think the pace goes down a little bit or it or it stays kind of around where my plague is but it's still fast as shit but yeah I mean, it's still definitely around the same tempo, but I think like it's just a little less energy, which might be one of the reasons I'm not as huge on it. But it just mm-hmm. I, I get what you mean, though, where it seems mm-hmm. to kind of die down almost a tiny bit, but then it picks right back up again yeah. with uh, the next song. I think another, you know, and I don't, not to backtrack, I almost think we should actually mention this as well, because obviously with Slipknot with nine members, um, sometimes it's hard, you, you lose certain figures in the mix, or you realize, oh, this sound is actually this person or whatever. Um, not to like run all the way back, but just to kind of, for the last few ones that we even just did, I just wanted to throw out, like, I think People Equal Shit is obviously, um, like, Joey Jordison's drumming on that song and Corey screaming are kind of the, the two figures I noticed the most. Um, and just to run through like the other three, from, and, and I'd love to hear your opinion as well, but like disaster piece, I always think that the guitars and Corey are the three that I noticed the most on that, especially like Jim Root at the end when it goes melodic. Um, and then my plague, I don't really know. My plague, I feel like everything kind of melts. I was gonna but say whatever... maybe I'd say my plague is almost one of the better mixed. You can mm. hear everything really clearly. I think mm. I think like bass is very pronounced on my plague, mm. and um, I'd I'd agree with though what you were saying about the other two. shit is very uh, drum heavy, and then you hear Sid the most and in that song or or one of the most throughout the album yeah. you hear him the most in that song and what about like disaster piece um also same where it's just kind of um very guitar heavy yeah the bass sometimes gets lost in it um i think yeah. 
Um, drums are still there, but I think, and I, I you can still hear the drums, but I think the bass sometimes gets lost. Um, I do want to mention though, since we're talking about the mix, I want to mention like the mixing engineer on this, who was um, Andy Wallace, who for those people who don't know, is one of the greatest mixing engineers of all time. He's probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite. And he's done, like, I'm just going to list off a few bands he's worked with and mixed. Uh, he's done Slayer, Nirvana, Run DMC, Rage Against the Machine, Faith No More, System of a Down, A Perfect Circle, and Avenged Sevenfold. That's just, like, a few. He's, he's like, basically pick a freaking album from early 2000s, like a metal album, and he popular metal album and he was probably the mixing engineer on it like wow. he's just such a he did so much work especially in the early 2000s with metal bands um and the uh recording engineer was uh mike frazier who i hadn't heard of before but he's done work with like acdc aerosmith and metallica and i think this was like really the heaviest stuff he's Game done on. yeah um but yeah, it's it's a phenomenally recorded and mixed album, which I think is every single Slipknot album. Mm. Um, I would agree. Mm -hmm. I think um, everything ends on that whole point. It, I think Corey's really the main one that just kind of stands out. His vocals, his voice. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's other, everyone else is on there, but Corey's for everything ends is the one. That I always noticed a lot. You know? Yeah. Um, you want to move on to Heretic Anthem? Heretic Anthem, which is fuck yeah. Oh man. Yes. As I was saying before, where like everything ends seems to kind of almost slow it doesn't slow down, but it brings the energy down a bit. And then yeah. Heretic Anthem is like, we're right back where we were and more. Like it is yeah. so fucking it's yeah. real heavy. And um You know, I think Tell me what you think. I think Heretic Anthem might be the closest they ever got to like a true, like almost a death metal song. Like even yeah. more so than like People Equal Shit or like. Oh, I, I would say else. definitely more so than People Equal Shit. Yeah. I would say maybe like. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I I would agree with that. I was trying to look at that like track list and see if I could see one and I don't know. I would agree that I think that that's probably the closest they get to death metal. And they just it's I think it's probably their heaviest song. Ever. And um possibly, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh it's just this is another one that's kind of grown on me over the years. Yeah. This was their big, um, basically their big fuck you to everybody else in the music industry. Just saying like, you know, the lyrics are obviously if you're five, 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 and we're six, 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 like we're just the under, we're never going to be the same. We're always going to be different. Yeah. And, um, the song I think really represents that. It's just like, so breakneck fast and it does it's just brutal the whole time it doesn't slow down yeah well because at the time they were getting pressure by the studio execs to do like because they had some hits on their previous album with um wait and bleed 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, wait and bleed. And uh, it's been a long day. Um, wait and bleed. And, um, and so they were getting pressured by studio execs to, like, make more wait and bleeds. And they were like, yeah, just make more of those, like, those hits. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, like, fuck you. We're going to go way heavier than we were before. And this is, I think this song is like, like you were saying, it's the big fuck you to the music industry of like, we're not going to follow what you do or like what you want us to do. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want to do. And yeah. I love all for that. Yeah. And it's the perfect, the per they captured it. They, they totally got it right. I think, um, and I'll, and I'll throw it in here after, but, uh, one of my favorite performances I've ever seen the band do was when Conan had them on. And like at the time, I mean, nobody was having like bands like this on like TV. Um, but Conan has them on his show back then and they played this song and it's like, it's yeah. so heavy and it was on national television. And it's, it's just killer. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, great song. I remember when we saw them live, this was one of the big, this was one of like the songs where like the pit oh, was yeah. fucking hauling like. It went intense for this song. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of their anthems. It is. Absolutely. Like of, amongst their, uh, like the, the fans of the band, it's their anthem. Yeah. Like the people totally. who really follow Slipknot, like this is one of their. And I think like the big, um, the, the other thing, you know, funny to mention too, at this time, cause we just hit like the, the first, um, well, I'll leave, maybe I'll leave that for after, but I did just want to say there's, there's a lot of singles on this album. That's like another thing. It's very single heavy. Yeah. I think people, people should might not have been one, but I think my plague heretic anthem left behind. Yeah. I think even disaster piece were all singles. Um, I don't know so if I am was I am hated one. I don't because it think was on it the was. It was on the movie, which makes me think maybe they released it as a single. But it might have been. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure on that, that either. Um, it is very single heavy. Even though, even though it's like way heavier and way like it is a big fuck you to the studio execs who were telling them to go lighter and more pop. Mm-hmm. Um, it got them more successful and was like it made them more famous yeah and and i would say left behind is way more popular than Mm -hmm. anything on the first album oh yeah yeah well no i would i i think it's their most popular song i think it's one of their most popular yeah before we get to that one let's go to gently yes Generally, I did want to throw out there and say is one of, I think there actually might even be one or, I think there's like one or two other songs even on this that were, but Generally was like the very last song or last, um, one of like the batch from the very early days of the band. Um, I think Paul and Clown wrote it together and it was back when they made that very, very first album called like Mate Feed something. Oh yeah, they're like EP that they yeah. put together. Different singer, 
it wasn't Corey. And, uh, but that song is on there, like a rough version of it. So they totally like repurposed it for, um, for this album. I love Jen Lee. I think it's really like another, it, 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 it is a slower point in the, in the, um, in the albums. First time where you kind of like pull back. And it kind of calls back to 515 and has the, the sonics and just the creepiness and everything. Yeah. I it always is... love this song. Go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it is like the first one that pulls back and um, very creepy atmosphere, which is a very, it's like a recurring theme. If, even when they're doing their slow stuff, it still is makes your skin crawl because it's like, it just, it's such a creepy vibe. And yeah. like, you know that they're about to just like unleash something. <laughs> like, and I, you know, it's funny you say that too, because "Gently" is a uh, "Gently" is a song that I feel like I've always listened to it. And like, I, this last time I was noticing, like, I think I always pull out, like, I always eventually kind of skip out of this one because when it goes fast again at the end of the song, it picks back up. Um, yeah. And it's kind of I, I feel like it's always the part of the song that I always forget about, but. Um, I love that part too when it gets. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I like this song a lot. I think um, mainly for I love a good build up. I love a good build up. Yeah. I love the anticipation and the, <laughs> and nobody Wait. does that. No genre does that better other than metal. Like I think, in my opinion, I think metal the metal genre has the build up, like just fucking down well wait till you get to the title track oh yeah <laughs> um, 15 minutes of just fucking <laughs> yeah the yeah uh yeah it's a great good song uh yeah. and it goes into uh left behind which is as i said i think it's i think it's their most popular i know um it's like I think it's one of the most listened to on Amazon Music. I don't know about Spotify or whatever, but I know on Amazon mm-hmm. Music it's like the most listened to Slipknot song. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Um, I, yeah. Left Behind's definitely got one of their most catchy um, verses that they ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy because they did like the reverse Nirvana. They have like a softer chorus and a heavier verse, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, they do that for a lot of their songs, is what yeah. like, which is kind of weird. Now that actually you mentioned that, I hadn't ever really thought about that real before. Yeah. But it is like they they do the heavy it's like ass the exact, verse, and it's then like the, the chorus exact opposite of grunge, the yeah. like grunge formula. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess a lot of metal is like that. Really, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I'm just thinking like Mastodon or um or like Gojira. It just feels like um even Slayer, I think. Yeah, like they Metallica, I would say t- does the same as well. It's kind of yeah. like they do like the heavier heavier verse and the chorus is like more melodic, a little more mm. not a little insane. more pulled back. Yeah. yeah. Left Behind, I think, has one of the best um, music videos that they ever did, too. Yes. Great music video. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to mention that. It's a good... 
It's a really good music video. Um, There's a lot of good like fight your bully songs on this album, and that mm-hmm. song and music video definitely uh capture that. Yeah. But, yeah, Left Behind um is definitely I think I like it more than My Plague, but other than My Plague, it's definitely the most poppy and recognizable on the album. And it definitely gets a little it gets a little old after a while. Um Yeah, so it has that. been uh I would say it's been overplayed. Yeah. Too. Wonderful guitar riffs, but they're so recognizable yeah. and just yeah. like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I um you know, since we're at this where I think I think Left Behind is kind of this perfect point in the album it's really like a shift in the album it's actually one thing i wanted to i wanted to hear your opinion on my one criticism i I guess if i had to have criticisms of iowa i'd have two my first one is that like i actually was listening to it recently and thinking about how some of it i feel like is almost a little too polished i almost would have liked a little Mm. bit more grit in it but um obviously for such a gritty and like dark album it still has so much of that. It's not. It's not right. too finely, like glossed over. Do you think but there's certain moments due to guitar tone, or do you think it's more um, production-wise? Think. I think it's a little bit of production. I think it's a little bit of the studio. You know, when the studio got this, they like didn't know what to do with it. I think it's a little bit of them kind of getting it, or like or Ross Robinson also kind of recognizing that he he's trying to refine this so that it still will reach an audience and not be too extreme. Yeah. And I think that they, um, I think it's also just their influences. I think, you know, they're still so influenced by like classic rock, you know, and, and a lot of other genres that they, they didn't want to have it be like, you know, converge or something. Um, yeah. Or it's just, I think I I don't know but my bigger thing that is why I'm bringing it up right now is that I think that if they could go back in time they could have done a better job with the sequencing of the album with the songs because those first eight songs I mean if you don't want to count five on five but those first seven songs from people equal shit through left behind those are all like staples of the band and those are all like the big those are like the hits of the album and then the last five or six songs or whatever it is after that are a are a very different shift very different for their notoriety and um just looking back i've often thought like they could have spaced out the big hits a little bit more yeah well i know i know we've talked about that before of like Mm -hmm. the second half and i think slipknot albums in general have that tendency Mm -hmm. to do that Mm -hmm. um but like i the second half of the this album is just kind of like the songs are still good but i think for people who are not super big metalheads um this is where this is the point where they're like they skip or they stop playing the album yeah you know agreed and and even just as a big fan myself, like I noticed myself drifting off in the second half of the album. Oh yeah, there's a few songs that I skip, like the shape, yes. the next song. 
I usually skip yeah. over that song. I'm not. I have nothing to say about the shape either. Yeah. I think I think in the end of the album, uh, well, you know, to to that point too about their their endings. I actually think um, the album that they got that right on and they didn't fuck up the ending and they did kind of sequence it nicely was We're Not Your Kind, their most recent one. I actually mm. thought they had a strong ending. Yeah, I was gonna mention that as well. I I also I know I like Volume Threes ending as well i think um they have vermilion vermilion part two is unlike the second half and i uh, i think there was still some stuff they could have done better with the second half like i think but uh yeah i'd agree with that we are not your kind was a good um they had a good second half I like the first album's ending too. I've kind of realized that like I almost like every song off the first album. Um yeah. and I love like you know the end of the album and the first one has like no life and only one and then Scissors and Eeyore is like the bonus track. But like I love Scissors and I love Eeyore. I think those are great endings, but um but with Iowa, you know, to your point, <laughs> oh boy. You gotta throw on Didn't you gotta throw on one of these songs, bro. Yeah, dude. I'm <laughs> fuck. That's all right. It was We're a late night set. last night and Oh boy. Dude, I had this I was in the studio. I was in the recording studio. Yeah. Till fuck like yeah. fucking eleven. Uh were you in a wheelchair? I was in there. <laughs> no. Were you I didn't in a wheelchair? Back. You weren't doing it right. I gotta get a wheelchair. Sorry. Um <laughs> it's it was eleven. I got back <laughs> I got back around like eleven thirty and then I was like, I wow. need to fucking because I have a I had a presentation today I had to give. So I was like, I need to practice for this presentation. So I turned on the oven and I cooked chicken at like eleven thirty at night. And then I like and then I came in here and practiced a presentation. And then I didn't go to bed till like twelve thirty. And then I had to wake up at fucking eight thirty. See what you're doing to us, capitalism? Yeah. Fucking Jesus. Anyway. Um, Communism. <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> Communists no. here on the Metal Jamming Podcast. No, 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 no. I didn't yeah, what are you going to do, FBI? What are you going to do? Shit. I uh, can see the van Yeah, just, dude, the there's like a, there's just a red dot on your forehead. Just I like, know. Wow. Um, gotta be careful sorry. in this day and age. Sorry, we got a little. <laughs> We're in the Snowden years, all right? TikTok's the yeah. whole thing. Oh, dude, China. All right, we should okay. we should stop before. We... <laughs> we'll, we'll pull it. We'll pull it back in. We'll edit. It. We'll do the. You know. Oh yeah. I can't. You gotta hold. There you go. There it is. Hell yes. We gotta get a real marker. Anyway, yeah. um, you should get one of those. You're the fucking filmmaker. I'm the film man. I know. That's... The film man with the bad lighting tonight, I realized. I gotta get like a lamp here. You know? Yeah, I have I have one. I gotta right. I don't know. Let's let's, let's... We'll, we'll we'll pull this back in. Um I just wanted to say on these last on the last six songs, I actually have grown to like them a lot. Um the last six in question being the shape, I am hated, mm-hmm. skin ticket. Oh, actually seven. New abortion, met- metabolic, and Iowa, so seven. I've grown to like some of them more, having not listened to them as much in the past. I would say mm-hmm. the shape and I am hated are the two I listen to the least, which are the next two up after. Yeah. Like See, um, I would say I, 
um, skin ticket in the shape. Mm, I love Probably skin ticket. Skin yeah. ticket's one of my favorite songs on the album. Really, love it. I really like I am hated. I especially yes. during this past listen through, like few listen throughs mm-hmm. I've done over the mm-hmm. past like few days. Like I am hated was one that kind of jumped out at me. Okay. I can see that it falls back to some of that energy yeah. from the first album, mm-hmm. like you were saying. But um, I, I, I like skin picking because it's just so. No, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, like you're good. um. Skin ticket I like because it, it it it's just another falls on there at the base. It's more pulled back. It's it's a longer kind of jam. I really like what Clown and Chris are doing with like the drums and and the like you know the the, the side drums. Um, but yeah, I I like I like that song for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's got that creepy vibe again. That some it does. Other songs do. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I do you wanna? I I feel like we don't have to go in depth on any of those really. Like unless you, unless you want to, you have one that you really want to talk about. I would say, we could probably talk a little bit about Iowa and then. Um, I actually really like New Abortion, but um, it's just it's just a good heavy song. There's nothing like particular that stands out for yeah. it. I I guess of all the songs at the end of the album, it's the one that feels the most like the song towards the beginning. Because like I'm, I don't know if you'd agree, but I think I am hated in shape, especially or a little less heavy. No, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think new abortion and metabolic is when it kind of like it almost comes back to where the first, like the energy of the first, yeah. first half. Um, yeah, I agree though. New abortion, it's a great song. Um, yeah, and that is one that I find myself going back to a lot. Yeah, me too. And then obviously. Um, you know, the title track, which is yes. 15 minutes. I didn't even realize it was 15 minutes until I just looked it up. Yeah. Holy fuck. That's a long time for that song. If you've never listened to the album, I think the most like disclaimers about the last song in the album, especially yeah. if you look into its content matter, it's, it's dark. It's meant to be like a horror movie and to be like just brutal and, and terrifying. It, it succeeds. It's the perfect way to close the album. I don't, you know, in a way, I almost would even say, and I'm going to be careful about this, but like, I almost like the last song. Like, I do, I do like the atmosphere and and the, what it creates and like how it ends the album. Um, obviously, the subject matter is a is a bit extreme. Yeah. Well, you could still say you like uh, it for the like you don't. No, of course, of course. We don't we don't accept cancel, but we accept everybody and yeah. opinions. If you, except, if you like it because it's yeah, you know, I I like jam. the song for what it is. I I don't go back and like listen to it often, but like I yeah. I like the song, its place in the album, and I think it it is a good closer. It's a good disturbing closer to a, a disturbing album. Yeah, I drive alone at night sometimes and listen to it. I've done oh, that yeah. before. I'm actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually not even kidding. I have. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I was doing it tonight, technically, because I was listening yeah. to it on my way home from school. So it was like... Yeah. No, I don't. I don't really practice that too too much. I don't. It's not a. It's definitely of all the songs in the album, the one you'd listen to. I think the least. Just yeah. Just in the sense of how long it is. Um, and it is just kind of a drone. Like it just it goes on and on. And um, 
I do I do like how it goes from so creepy and kind of like soft, not soft, but like just pulled back to so extreme and then pulled back yeah. again and it goes between the two. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would agree. Definitely a great way to close out the album and close it with that same creepiness that's kind of permeating the whole time. Yeah, so. it's, it, it is like it's the perfect, it's a perfect ending. I mean... Yeah. You would like, cause you know, I think the hope would be to have something more uplifting or something yeah. somewhat more like, oh, there's hope for the future. But like, they just go, no, everything fucking sucks. And we're going to die. We're all going to die. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, the most like horror movie moment where mm-hmm. you're just like, what the fuck? So. Yeah. Oh, it's like a hereditary like yeah. ending almost. It's terrifying. Oh yeah. yeah. And it, and you know, I think to this point, like I think part of why people gravitate towards Iowa so much is being the favorite of the of the band's discography and why it's kind of stood where it has is because like there is no other album that they've made that's quite like it. Like the first yeah. album, you can trace things in the first album that are similar in the later albums. The later albums all kind of, you know, I think from volume three on, it's not that it was cookie cutter or generic. They're always evolving. And I think that they, I think every album has highlights, but um, there's more of a common feel. But I was just yeah. like, and, and there's nothing else they made that it was ever so dark as Iowa either, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the mixture of just like everything they were dealing with, the substances they were using, the turmoil in the band, and yeah. just like in the youthful, you know, I was listening to Henry Rollins from The Black Flag the other day, and he was talking just about how like, you know, listening back to those songs from the early days of black flag and about just how like you know those are songs you make when you're young and you don't have money and you're pissed off at everybody and you hate everything and you want to let out your anger and that's what this album is it's a young man's like you know oh it it definitely is and not to say it can't be enjoyed Mm -hmm. like when you're older it's just it is very like it's angsty it's very angry and um, and they clearly were in their all in their 20s yeah and angry at the world (laughs) yeah and i think that's something that like a lot of people can relate to and you know another thing is like to that point like for people who don't listen to metal like that is the big thing with metal that's so misunderstood i think is it's like People think the people who do listen to those genres are like, you know, there's been talk in the past of like violence or this or that, or like that those people or whatever. Like, metal is uh, is a aggressive genre in its sound, but in 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 sure in the pit and everything else in the culture. But like the whole thing is, it's just like releasing. It's a relief. It's a different type of release. It's people dealing with their problems and dealing with them in a more cathartic way than they would have, you know, of. Oh yeah. Cause it's, it's usually better. very, very depressed people who are listening to metal. I would say, I think like, yeah. I mean, at least, uh, especially like young kids who get into it, it's cause yeah. they're just angry and like 
very they they are not dealing with growing up very well and um, (laughs) and they're like they're depressed they don't understand the world and they feel like and it's it's metal is a good release i always would say like i don't know i would always tell people like when people would ask me like how do you like it from our school i would always be like it like calms me down and they would be like what the fuck like they don't understand that but it's it really does because it's like a release of anger and you don't have to do that releasing of anger it's like somebody else is kind of doing that for you when I, um, you know, now I'm at the point where like I could listen, I could throw on a metal song the same way I could throw on just like a a, a Kendrick song or a Dead song or a, I don't know, yeah. like anything, like a jazz song. Like, you know, I, I can just throw it in and, and whatever. I don't have to be in a mood, but like I know for sure when I first started to get into the genre, um, it was you know, me liking hard rock, liking stuff that was a little heavier and just being at a time in my life in high school where it was a lot of like, fuck everything, fuck everybody. And wanting to just find something else that was musically kind of like that. And, and funny enough, man, you know, I started with, I, I started kind of really dipping my toe in with like Metallica. I listened to the first few albums and I liked them, but like, they weren't, um, I liked them a lot, but they just, they weren't my favorites. And then like, I think, I think next was like Slipknot with like duality, but just like some of like yeah. the big hits. And yeah, I, remember, I remember before I forget was one of the, was one of the ones you were like, dude, that's a dope song. And I was like, yeah, was, man. Fucking that was sick. when it was slowly starting. And yeah, then I when like, I it's think, a great song. <laughs> I think what happened, man, was I heard, um, because through when we used to work at the restaurant together and all those guys listened to heavier stuff and then you did you were starting i was starting to kind of slowly and you know deft tones a little bit and touching on some of that and then i remember hearing like great southern trend kill by pantera all the way through on a day when i was specifically pissed off and loving just the guitar not loving necessarily all the extreme screaming and shit but very soon after hearing like that album and realizing I kind of did like that, I remember hearing this album. And I think this was like the first Slipknot album I did listen to the whole way through. Yeah. And I remember like finishing this thing and then hearing that last song and then having heard it and then sitting there and just being like, what the fuck was that? And that was just like crazy <laughs> and extreme. And I need to go to bed and like get a therapist, like this thinking is... I was crazy. But yeah. over time, it's like, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's yeah. it's just a staple for the gym, staple for when I'm pissed off, staple for when I'm even just in a good mood. And like, it's just great yeah. music, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Mm. Um, final takeaways and thoughts on the album um i would just say where it and where it stands in the in the cattle in the in the slipknot catalog okay um i in terms of where it stands it's probably like hmm it's definitely top three it's those first three albums that are my favorite i think that's true for most slipknot fans but um yeah i i would say it's probably it's probably number two. 
mm-hmm. in my favorite Slipknot albums. Um, first probably is still Volume Three, and then third would be the t- uh, self-titled. But um, I think this album is such a good. It's Slipknot at their most extreme, but it's also such a good representation of Slipknot. Um, it's not. It's surprising that it is your first. It was your first Slipknot album because. I feel like for most people, it probably isn't, but because um, it is so extreme and it's, but, um, but if you just want to be like thrown in to the world, like this, it's a good album to really, to get started. Cause it's, um, yeah. it's, it's fucking brutal and it'll show it's, it's it's really good too. It's just, it's got great guitar riffs, great bass lines. The mixing and producing is fantastic on it. Um, Corey, Corey Taylor's vocals, just some of the best screaming and, and singing. And so, yeah, I was going to say some of the best melodic singing you'll hear in yeah. all of metal. Yeah. And, um, and just like creatively too, it's one, it's just some of the most unique stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great album. I'd agree. I mean, I think, like I said, it's it's my favorite Slipknot album. Um, it is probably one of my favorite metal albums, if not my favorite. There's a few newer albums that I think contest it slightly. A few that I've been thinking recently. I'm like, hmm, that might that might be up there with it. But um, I think that it. Even though I, it's definitely an album that I've over-listened to, I don't go back to it as much. And and it's weird to say that because for such an extreme album, I'm almost a little bit desensitized to it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a wonderful album. I think you hit all the points as to like why it's so great and why it is um, so good. I think it just captures so many different feelings and so much turmoil it also as we said like it does capture the time period in a in an ironic and sad way but it it does um and it also it, it also just combines so many elements from everything from like death metal and thrash metal and groove metal to grunge to hip-hop to more just like mainstream hard rock um, and it just kind of throws all that in one at you. Uh, and even, I know we didn't mention it, but like even some electronic music too. Absolutely. With like Sid's, yeah. just Sid's DJing and totally. he does a lot of cool uh, electronic techniques that you hear in like electronic albums. But yeah, I think um, I will just say too, I think it's stood the test of time, this album. I think it's definitely um, 20 years later still very prevalent, um, very popular, very beloved. Um, it's still amazing even by today's standards. And it's, it's, it's still heavier than a lot of like, even like, you know, I like a lot of hardcore and metalcore and like heavy stuff like that now, but, um, even heavier than a lot of that still. So, yeah. 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 And also for how well it did, like, I don't know many other albums that were as heavy as it as it was that did as well as it did. Yeah, I don't. I can't really I would think th- of any either. I, I mean, would say the third pant the strength or um, I always forget the name of that album. Far Beyond Driven. Far Beyond Driven. That's about as close as I could think for another yeah. metal album that was really big. Technically, it's the fourth. Yeah. 
That's true. Because there was that one where they were like hair metal. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was Cowboys and then Vulgar. We got to do, that's got to be one of the next ones is Pantera for sure. Yeah. Because fucking Pantera is another one of like my personal favorites. Yeah. Pantera was definitely one of the bands that got me where I am now with metal. So. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Anyways, that's for the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, thank you all so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this has been the first episode of Metal Jamming. We're hoping to keep this going. And then we're hoping to also do more uh, Van Jamming stuff. Um, we just got to... It's just been tough with, like, time working out. Uh, working out, like, a time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. It has just been difficult, but... Um, we haven't like we have an album that we've all listened to. I think we just we just need to yeah do it. But we also have the shows we went to together recently. That's true. So we went to the Grateful Dead shows, so we were thinking about trying to do some for that. But um, and yeah. tomorrow I'm hitting Knocked Loose in Worcester, mm-hmm. Mass, and then on Friday going to see them again in Cambridge. So that's gonna be, get, gonna be so sore. I'm gonna get my shit mm-hmm. rocks. Yeah, you're gonna um, have like a sprained wrist or yeah. Or I've, I've heard you can get your nose broken actually at these shows. So you know, I apparently. just be careful, bud. <laughs> hey, that's why we do this. Yeah, I and uh, I guess I'm going to the Slipknot. Speaking of Slipknot, yeah. I'm going to Slipknot, uh, Kill Switch Engaged, Fever Three Three Three, and Code Orange. Um, that's a meaty setup right there. Such an incredible lineup, but they're coming to Hartford. At the Xfinity Center, I'm going to see them. Um, and I have an extra ticket, so if it works out, <laughs> just, there we go. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for yeah. listening, and uh, yeah. we'll see you next time. Till next time, take care.